Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the UK Geek Science Fiction, Fantasy and Horror Podcast, episode 506, taped on Sunday the 29th of October 2023 at 230. Gosh, my eyesight. Oh. Okay, squinting at the screen. What have I forgotten? Oh yeah, this episode is taped through a Shaw SM58 microphone. That's the meta over and done with. Though I'm sure there'll be plenty of interruptions and many things for me to complain about during the course of this podcast. <laughs> and then you'll Learn, as usual, more than you ever wanted to know about how this thing gets taped. Today, I don't have that much to talk about. It is not yet Halloween, it is before Halloween, so happy Halloween Eve Eve. Yeah, that friend's joke never gets old. This afternoon and tonight, I have enjoyed Corosol which is a kind of fruit, I'll talk about that in a second. Chocolate-covered coffee beans, which are absolutely excellent. And do me a mischief. A couple of caffeinated beverages, a giant can of Monster Ultra, and a nice hot cup of tea. And last of all, the latest thing that I've snacked on were some Garibaldi's. These were kindly served to me by my faithful butler, Figor. Faithful as long as I keep paying him. And I enjoyed those Garibaldi's and tea as I just finished watching, a couple of minutes ago, episode 4 of season 2 of Loki. So before my Halloween special episodes that I've talked endlessly about in previous pods start tomorrow, Let's do a bit of a catch-up on what I've been doing. Although there's only a day that I need to talk about because you've had the last episode as well, which was recorded yesterday. Before we talk about Loki, let me go off-topic for a moment. Bore you a little with my nerdy life. First topic... Thunderbird Supernova permanent downgrade to version 102.15.0. You see, what happened was I tried Thunderbird Supernova. I was rather forced to because Thunderbird automatically upgraded. And I hated the new interface, which is quite astonishing. Because one of the things that the developers of this very big upgrade to Thunderbird have said is that the interface is dated and needs refurbishing. Well, I don't think they've done a good job, and nor do a lot of other people. I used a guide that I found on Reddit to permanently revert back to version 102.15.0, which was the last version before Supernova, 
and I'm much happier with that. I still have a couple of problems, well one major problem really, not a couple of problems, and that's to do with the calendar functionality in Thunderbird. And by the way, when I upgraded to Supernova, that problem remained, and that is that Thunderbird's calendar sends me three notifications for each Google Calendar event, and I just don't know why. If anyone has a solution to that, let me know. Yeah, if you're a bit annoyed by Supernova, go back to the version before that. And there's a link in the show notes to that guide on how you can do that. Or just Google it. Yeah, I don't know how many people are actually using Thunderbird. I might be in a minority, but I still use a desktop client, mainly because it makes it so much easier to keep the size of my Google Mail account small, because every year I download the last year and begin fresh. So I've got an archive of most of my emails, ones that are useful for the last many years anyway. Not since email began, because I wasn't that forward thinking, but for quite a number of years. Off topic subject two. Or item two. London. Yesterday, I met a friend for lunch in London. I walked a lot. We ate in Pizza Express, and that was my idea. It was a terrible idea, because the Pizza Express I remembered from many, many years ago is no longer that Pizza Express. It's now a third-rate pizza place. It is worse than Pizza Hut. And it is about four times as expensive as Pizza Hut, and it's just really irritating. I spent too much money, didn't really enjoy the food, but the company was okay. Uh, That's the important thing, I suppose. While I was in London, there was a massive demonstration of solidarity with the plight of the people of Gaza. While the demonstration centred in Trafalgar Square, and... It was peaceful. The reason I bring it up, really, is that the after-effects of people leaving the protest, combined with people arriving into London to enjoy the evening, as well as the earlier road closures by the police to, I don't know, manage the demonstration, I suppose, meant that... Central London and the West End was absolutely jam-packed. It was absolutely rammed. You had to walk in the road. There was so little room to move on the pavement. And many of the pavements are closed because of building works and there's scaffolding everywhere. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was a nightmare, but it was a little stressful. And adding to my... Uh, irritation. (laughs) Almost anything exacerbates my irritation these days. I suppose that's a symptom of growing older, or maybe it's just a symptom of me getting more me. There was, you see, a police helicopter thrumming and whining incessantly overhead. It was unbelievably irritating. Ah, it reminded me of a time in Vancouver when I was, let's say, in a slightly altered state of consciousness. 
and it was a really hot night, the window was open, and there was this very suspicious police helicopter in the sky above my apartment for hours. It really got on my wick, and what I realised was that there wasn't any helicopter, it was the fan that I had on for so long, and I think the fan was hitting maybe a bit of a sheet, making a thop, thop, thop noise. But anyway, this helicopter was a real helicopter, and it was a right pain in the backside. Oh, do you remember my earlier adventure, chasing a police helicopter on my bicycle down the local street, and getting so excited I rode straight into a hedge? Hmm. There's not much else I can say about that. A positive aspect of my visit to London, apart from the social thing, was that I managed to walk about 13 kilometres and have, for the first time, I think, exceeded Google Fit's weekly heart points recommendation, which for me is 150 points. I think I got up to 176 Though at the cost of utterly clapping me out, I'm still tired. I slept a lot today and yesterday, and I'm very tired and everything hurts. I will say, though, to those couch to 5Kers, wow, I'm not a fit man, and look, 13 kilometers, so stick that up your app hole. <laughs> uh, right, what else? Mm. Oh yeah, I mentioned uh, a strange sounding fruit at the top of the show and then I didn't really expand about what that was. Let me scroll back again and also put a picture up on Twitter. Let's see. Yeah, so I said I ate something called Coruscant. This is something I may have known about years and years ago, I just can't remember. But it looked unfamiliar to me, and Mum bought one in the market. She said it was a bit too sour for her and Dad, and I tried a bit, and it wasn't too sour for me. It was absolutely delicious. This is a fruit that grows in Mauritius. I think it might be from Colombia, I'm not sure. In English, it's called Soursop. The Latin name is Anona muricata. In appearance, it looks like a very ugly, spiky, misshapen, alien face-hugger pod-like thing. It looks horrible, but it tastes... Amazing, and the texture is amazing. It's kind of puddingy in texture, but it's a fruit, and it tastes a little sour, but very satisfying. It smells absolutely wonderful. It smells like perfume. So think about those things. It is sinister, delicious, and fragrant. It is as if Mother Nature invented this fruit just for me, and it is so Halloween. What I might do is post a picture up of it with my blog post for this episode. But yeah, if you haven't heard of that before, check it out. Check it out. 
Corusol, C-O-R-O-S-S-O-L, or Soursop, S-O-U-R-S-O-P. Absolutely delicious. I've got a large piece for breakfast tomorrow. I did see a dietitian lately, and she told me a load of things that I can't possibly remember. So many things. Spent ages with me. I said, you've told me a lot of things. I'm not going to remember them. She said, don't worry. I'll send you an email. And of course, no follow-up. Yet another no follow-up from another consultant at my surgery. What the hell is wrong with them? Anyway, the gist of what she was saying, <laughs> so I've you ignore my complaints for a moment, was that I need to vary my diet and have more fruit and yeah, the usual thing, fruit, nuts, stuff that may help reboot my gut biome. So I have been eating a lot of unusual things and I feel better for it. This fruit was excellent. I've also been eating walnuts and raisins, which I always liked anyway. I don't know why I stopped eating them. There are some Brazil nuts in the cupboard. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. Mmm, food. Food is good. Ah, <laughs> oh, I strayed completely, didn't I? Uh, where am I? Okay, so those are the off-topic subjects covered. Let us talk about science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Well, there is only one thing to talk about, because the interval between this and the last show has been so short, and then tomorrow we've got on another one. I haven't been doing that much extra geek stuff. I've been doing a lot of life stuff, some of which you've heard about. Let's go to Loki now. In pod 504, I said that Loki going in episode one of season two portended great events. That excitement did not materialize in episode two. It was so... I don't know if it was slow-paced, but it was very, very talky. There was so much talk that I fell asleep. I don't mean that metaphorically, I mean that literally. I fell asleep. I had to catch up with episode two, uh, perhaps the next day or a bit later in the day. Thankfully, the action began to ramp up again in episodes three and four, as Loki and the Time Variance Authority are assisted by a variant of Kang from the 19th century, a uh, fairly sensitive, stammering, but brilliant inventor, Victor Timely. On the whole, episode four is good. There is a fair bit of action, but it is so convoluted that I thought my head would explode. I need to watch it again, maybe tomorrow morning, maybe I'll do that. Because it was... I thought a bit too complicated, and then there's uh, another version of Loki at the same time, possibly from earlier events, or someone disguised as Loki. I don't know what the hell's going on. Got very confused, and it ended on a very tense cliffhanger, which I won't spoil. I would say to the makers of Loki, 
please can you even out the pace and just generally give us more stabby stabby fazoom can't get enough stabby stabby fazoom <laughs> and there we are that's all the geek I really wanted to talk about today or tonight sorry tonight on Halloween Eve Eve Okay, after show section, let me talk about Halloween. The Halloween specials will start tomorrow. I would recommend them if you enjoy vintage British horror. If you do, you might appreciate this new revisit series that hopefully I will complete before the end of the year. Admittedly, I said exactly the same thing about classic Doctor Who back in 2014, and I'm still revisiting that, though this series had a much shorter run. So it is very possible that I could finish this before the end of the year. And that, my friends, is it. <laughs> Short and sweet. Well, I'm going to see you soon. Until then, though... This show is made by me. I'm Roy Matur. I'm a writer. Matur is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMatur.com. If you would like to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen. Recommend it to a friend or mortal enemy. Or click on the contact or support link on the website. Thanks for tuning in to Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the UK geek science fiction, fantasy and horror podcast. This was episode 506, taped on Sunday the 29th of October 2023, and the time at the end of the show is 23.26. 20. As always, thanks for listening. I do appreciate that. And until next time, bye bye for now. Bye!